Welcome to week number 202, Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. New computer, Steve. New computer. Hopefully, uh, we won't have any... Well, we probably will, because the other issue is I also don't have batteries in my recorder, so if it decides to come unplugged, we just lose everything and we start over, but you don't need to know about that. Well, maybe you do, you Travis, can, but everyone else... You doesn't. can... I'll, I can give you batteries i could just put batteries in it i do have batteries in the garage but i i usually think about this thing like um while we're recording and it doesn't really help at that point just as soon as we're done go grab batteries throw them in there yeah, probably not a bad idea uh hey um thanks to abina for the theme song this week thanks abina tgifcast at gmail.com if you want to send it that way at tgifcast on facebook on x is that what it's called now oh yeah i guess we're at i think is it officially is I it don't called know. x or it's is got it an x logo uh x. it's also on instagram and on threads we're on there too yeah i know threads forget x we're on threads <laughs> although i feel like no one's posting on there doesn't it just pull from your instagram feed or whatever you have to you have to like click to also post it on there i think oh i don't know we're there though. If you're there, we're there. So whatever social media is supposed to look like today, we're on most of it. Yeah, um, that's a thing. <laughs> we watched some episodes. Uh, same things we watched last week. Well, not the exact same episodes. We watched different episodes, but we did watch True. two episodes of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. We did watch one brand new episode of Perfect Strangers that actually aired this week back in '93. And what was the date when these actually aired? Yeah, so these would have, uh, well, Perfect Strangers would have aired uh, Friday, July 30th, 1993. So what we like to do first on the show is see what was going on in the news that week back in 1993. And I've got a couple stories, and they're both related because it's about celebrities getting in trouble. Okay. We'll start with the uh, earlier one, July 24th. Um... Maybe we can play a game. You can tell me why you think they got in trouble. Okay. Um, New York Mets, Vince Coleman, arrested and eventually charged with a felony for doing what? I'm going to say possession of cocaine. If you guessed throwing a cherry bomb at Dodgers fans while in the uh, Dodgers park leaving in a car, you would be correct. <laughs> All right. A felony. I mean, I guess it's assault. He injured way. somebody. Like, he threw yeah. it like... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So that's your first story. Um, second one is July the 31st. Um, okay. Not Technically not in this time frame, but we'll take it. Oh, man. I messed that up. July 31st. We're doing it anyways. I don't care. Uh, Allman Brothers band guitarist Dickie Betts arrested for... Wait. I'm sorry. What brothers? The Almond Brothers. Almond Brothers. You broke up a little bit, so I didn't hear. Almond Brothers. Repeat the whole thing. Almond Brothers. The Almond Brothers band guitarist Dickie Betts arrested for uh, throwing a cherry bomb at Vince Carter while leaving their concert in in New York. If you guessed shoving two cops, you would be correct. Well, not as fun, but okay. So that's what we got. That's news. What about movies and music? What was number one this week? I wonder if that's the guy that I was on a plane with once. I mean, Dickie Carter or Dickie, what was Dickie that? Betts, B-E-T-T-S. Betts. I was on a plane with, uh, no, no, not the same. You guy. were on the plane with someone from a band once. With with Greg Allman and his, one of their guitar players. Oh. Uh, but it was, I think it was his guitar player, not the Allman Brothers. I mean, obviously it wasn't Dickie Betts, but with, with Greg Allman, yeah. Anyways. Uh, movies and music all new this week all new uh, so for the movie we've got Poetic Justice Tupac Shakur, Janet Jackson oh. it's a pretty pretty good cast not a great, it wasn't my favorite movie I didn't really, um, couldn't really get into it I looked I looked to see kind of like what the critics and like what the reception of was it when it came out and it had pretty bad reviews let me pause you real quick too yeah Um, I was going to talk about a movie that came out this week is there a new number one next week there is Okay, I'll hold off then. I think it might be the same one. 
Maybe. Maybe. I mean, the one that comes out next week is number one for like six weeks in a row. Is it a rom-com? There's not a rom-com. Oh, well, maybe I'll what do you, add this What do you got? It. What do you got? So on, uh, let me get this date right. July 25th, 1993, starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, Sleepless in Seattle debuted. Ooh, yeah, no, did not make it to number one. Interesting. Um, yeah, Poetic Justice beat it, and... Uh, I think I don't know. It wasn't my it wasn't my cup of tea, but it didn't look like it was many people's cup of tea uh, that watched it. But enough people went to see it that it made it to number one. Well, usually when I have a, a movie that comes out, it doesn't hit the charts till the following week. So whatever it is next week is what I think yeah, ends yeah, up it's, beating it's, Sleepless it's, in Seattle. Yeah, and I, and I was wrong. The movie that ends is six weeks in a row is two weeks away. Next week we have a new one. It's only around for one week. But this week, Poetic Justice, number Janet one. Jackson, Tupac Shakur, number one. It was. Not the best movie I've ever seen. Uh, number one song of the week is the Elvis, uh, or I guess the UB40 cover of the Elvis song, Can't Help Falling in Love. Um, so that is the number one song for the week. It's a good song. I like the cover. Good song. I agree. Um, I, I like the original as well. I like the original. I like the cover. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good song. Uh, what else? Birthdays this week? Uh, we do. We have birthdays. We have two birthdays. Uh, we have Sasha Mitchell, which was Thursday, the 27th. So happy birthday, birthday Sasha. Cody. Cody from Step by Step. Sasha. Um, and then another Dinosaurs, but a little bit more of a, oh, a someone we're aware of, Sally Struthers, who did the voice for Charlene. Her birthday is today, Friday, July 28th. So happy birthday, Sally Struthers. I just think of South Park every time I think of Sally Struthers. I think of, I mean I think of the commercials, which is what the South Park episode yeah. is parodying. So yeah, I hear you. All right, let's do it. Let's get into some episodes. We've got two coops to get through first. Uh, not to get through, they're enjoyable. Uh, season one, episode seventeen. Boys don't leave is the name of the episode. It starts off. We got Coop. He's in the middle of the uh, living room in the house. And he's doing that, like, making out with yourself thing where he's got his hands, yeah, like, like... hugging your body. I remember doing this a lot in elementary school myself. I don't know <laughs> where I got it from, but I remember it was a thing to just, like, go into a corner and pretend you're making out with somebody and put your hands on your back of your head. Yeah, this was definitely this was definitely of the time. I don't know if kids still do this nowadays, but... Yeah, I wonder uh, if it's, like, something people saw on Hang with Mr. Cooper and started doing, or if people... No, no, going, I, I think... I feel like I have visions of comedians doing this very long time like like jerry lewis and and comedians like that doing this gotcha so he's making out with himself Uh, everyone pretty much walks in on him vanessa walks in calls him out for doing it she leaves uh tyler walks in he starts like copying him like making out with himself and then uh we find out some news which uh, i don't think we knew anything about right no, not at all. This is all new. Tyler's got a new baby sister. His mom's been pregnant this whole show, and uh, she's been born. She's at the house now, and Tyler is not a fan. He wants no, to leave. Like he wants to get out of the house, and his idea is to move in to their house, the Coops. Not, they're not the Coops. They all have different last names, but we'll call it the Coops. Yeah, and the uh, he's he's already packed up. He packed all his bags, brought them over. He's he's not ready to move in like tomorrow. He's ready to to move in now. Yeah, and he packed his cat in one of the bags, too. And, oh, that's uh, right. He did pack his cat, yeah. I think uh, Coop goes to, like, get the bag and then unzips it. He's like, you can't keep a cat in here. And then the cat, like, jumps out of the bag and attacks Coop. And that's kind of, like, your whole intro scene there. It is. It is. So after that, we go to the theme song. We come back. Uh, Tyler is still trying to move in. Coop is still trying to get him to not move in. The doorbell rings. and it I, I want to say real quick before yeah. we get to the doorbell. It's, this caught my attention, and I just find it really interesting. So, so Tyler is reading comic books on the couch with with Mark, and he has like one of the most important comic books of the so 90s. So I that noticed he's this too, actually. And he and doesn't. It, the, he calls. I feel like he calls it something else. Even, he does. Doesn't he? he doesn't even mention that it, this is the death of Superman comic. Yeah, it's the. I mean, not that that comic book is rare by any means. Like they they made like millions of copies of it. But it was a really important comic book when it came out in in the mid '90s. I mean, I remember going and buying it at the comic book store. Yeah, like, I do the too. Week that it came out, I didn't so. even collect comic books really. Like I had a few, but like I made mm. sure to buy this one because yeah. at first it was worth some money. Like there was like different bags that it came in, and like yep, yeah, different. If like, you had uh, the like the bloody bag with. that it was still in, like 
still sealed in the bag, then it was worth like 150 bucks or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's it's fairly worthless now, but it was a big deal. And it, I, I think it's just really interesting that that's the They just blow it over, they, too. They just like yeah. don't even mention that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe they were going to, and they're like, the, the, the censors were like, can't talk about the death of Superman. Or like, no one cares, and we don't own the rights to talk about it. So. Or that, too. All right. I don't know, but it's just weird. It, it was it was strange to me. Yeah, because it has the really iconic like flag on the front of it, like mm-hmm. the Superman flag that's like drooping yep, down yep, and yep, everything. Yep. All right, done with the nerd talk. Um, go to this nerd talk instead, where we've got uh, the doorbell ringing, and it's not just ringing; it's ringing like over and over again. So like Coop's like, you got to get those like uh, salesmen off the front door. So he goes and opens it. No one's at. Well, I mean, someone is at the front door, but they're not ringing it on purpose. It's Robin and some dude. This is not some the guy dude. from the uh, last week or the week before that, right? Yeah, it's a really weird situation here. They're just a weird, like, kind of character that really does means nothing to this whole episode. Well, kind of interesting too what they're doing with Robin's character because now she's had three different guys three consecutive weeks in a row, and this guy seems like it's real serious with him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So. She's making out with this dude. Do we get his name in the episode? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, they're making out on the front porch. I don't think porch. he even comes back. I don't even think that they like make him a point of this episode. This is just a kind of a blip scene that they that he's in. Yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that later as things progress with them. But uh, the two of them are making out on the porch. They're and the reason the doorbell is ringing is because they're leaning up against it while they're making out, yeah. and they're consistently ringing it over and over again. Um, Vanessa, at this point, she gets back. She was over at Tyler's house trying to talk to Tyler's parents about the whole situation. And she tells Mark, um, we got to keep him for a while. Uh, this can really be something that could be, uh, psychologically damaging if we send him back to his house and we need to just keep him while, uh, he kind of eases into this whole thing about having a little baby sister. Yeah, she tells a story about how she really knows what he's going through because when she was a kid, um, her parent, her mom, brought a new a new baby <laughs> thing into the house and it and it and kind of took over her mom's attention and her dad. Lo- everyone loved it and everybody started to ignore her and we we find out that it was a a, a chihuahua, a chihuahua kind of usurped Vanessa in and her family. And I think they mentioned that it looked exactly like her dad or something too. Oh, right. Well, that's it's just like your father. Uh, and then it was, that's when we find out it's a chihuahua. All right. So Robin comes back inside at this point with this dude and we find out uh, it's his birthday. Like that's, that's right. That's right. The day or the next day or something. And uh, he wants a present. He's expecting a present from her and he makes it known. Like, I love presents. I want it to be an awesome present. You better buy me something cool. Yeah, and we can tell right away she didn't get him anything. She, I don't even think she knew. It, it, she, she, I get the impression she didn't even know it was his birthday. I mean, it's only been a week. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Who knows? So that's going to be our little subplot this episode. What's Robin going to get this dude for his birthday? Yeah. We go to uh, the next scene, which is Vanessa and Tyler watching TV. Robin comes down. She's looking for gift advice, and she goes to Mark for it and asks him about different things. And this is like, I'm like, how long have these guys been dating? Because she's talking about, like, buying him, like, a nice watch and stuff. And, I mean, on a teacher's salary, a nice watch for a guy that you've been dating a week? Yeah, it's it, it's weird. It's a weird little... Phone rings. Um, Vanessa starts to freak out because it's uh, her job calling. Her work is called... And something has happened with the computers at work and everything that she's been working on for the last like day or so since the boss has been out has been lost. And now she's got to run back to the office and do everything again. Yeah. So and what they're setting up here is basically because Mark is also there kind of doing his thing, getting ready for he has a date. He's got a date. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically what they're setting up is that Vanessa's leaving. Robin is is kind of leave she's busy and so tyler is now going to be there kind of with mark alone mark is the only other option to watch tyler at this house while he's living with him yeah and obviously he's not happy about this he's got this hot date he's been planning uh i mean he's already getting ready for it and now it looks like he's not going to be able to go on it so vanessa leaves off to work coop tries to get tyler to go home at this point but it doesn't look like that's going to happen as well yep 
Yeah, well, it can't happen because his parents left. His parents went out of town to that's take right. the baby well, to meet the grandparents. We don't even know if that's true. It's almost like uh, he tried to call the parents, didn't he, at this point? And, he like, did. Mark tries to, call like, tries to call the house oh, no, and nobody call. picks up. Oh, no, he no, he, but he does. He does call okay. and nobody picks up. So this, the assumption is that he's telling the truth. They are out of town. All right. We're going to Mark's date now, and what do you know? We're at Legends again. This is the only Legends. place they go in Oakland. I don't know why. I mean, they know it. it's their place. It's, it's where they like to go. This is it's like the this is the like the first date spot. Like this is where yeah, you take your sure. date to impress. I mean, I know the door guys. They're gonna get us a good table, and yeah. uh, we're at Legends. And not only are we at Legends, we're at Legends with Mark, his date, and Tyler. They brought Tyler with him on the date. <laughs> his date, by the way, was on an episode of of Where I Live. Um, but I'm also surprised we're gonna let Tyler in because we've seen them not let not let underage folks in. Yeah, exactly. In the past, the, uh, but I guess the, the high he, schoolers. Tyler, Tyler is with adults, whereas the, the other guys were okay. not with adults. Maybe that's a difference. I don't know. Um, and Tyler's giving Coop a real hard time on this date. Like he's like making fun of him. Oh, he's yeah. laughing at all of his like uh, pickup lines. He's trying to drop, and not only that, he's also uh, making Coop real mad because. As soon as the waiter comes over, he's trying to order lobster off the menu. Not just trying to order. He orders he lobster does. off the he menu. He order lobster. I think he yeah. says, my dad said, if I'm not paying, always order lobster. And he's like smiling real big. And Coop's date thinks it's hilarious. And uh, not only does Coop's date think it's hilarious, she also is kind of turned on by Coop and Coop's uh, relationship with Tyler and how good he is with kids. Yeah, I mean that's yeah exactly. She loves kids, so she likes to see that he is he is good with Tyler. So we go a little later. Um, the date is progressing. Coop is now dancing with his date. Do we know her name or no? You know, I had it, but I feel like I I feel like my autocorrect uh, <laughs> changed it. That it changed they do, Tanisha to trash or something. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, they they definitely talk. They definitely mention it. They they give her a name. So they're dancing, having a good time, talking to each other, flirting, and they're quickly interrupted by Tyler as he uh, pushes Coop out of the way, steps in there, and starts uh, getting real close, dancing with dancing. Uh, with Coop's date. Yep. She thinks- uh, Ke- Keeler. Keeler is her name. Okay. Keeler. That's- Keeler. That's a name. We go back home. Um... Coop obviously mad at Tyler. Tyler has ruined dinner. He's ruined uh, the movie that they went out to afterwards. And uh, just wasn't a great date for Coop. No, no. Great day for Tyler, though. It was a great day for Tyler. Uh, we also found out here, I think, that he ordered two lobsters, not just one. He did. He, did. he went back for seconds. Good for him. Um, we have another scene, too, with uh, Tyler's cat attacking Coop, uh, who has now taken over Cooper's room. And the new living arrangements are the cat is going to be on Mark's bed. Coop's going to be on the couch and Tyler's going to be on the floor. Yeah. And there's, this is starting to set up a whole thing that Tyler is not only taking over the date. He has really taken over the house. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the next day. Now Coop is, uh, quietly walking around the house because he's trying to hide from this cat. Um, and he goes into the kitchen where Robin is, right? Yes. Yeah. He's looking for some Wheaties. Yeah, he's like, he mentions that he really just wants Tyler gone at this point. Uh, Tyler has eaten all of the food. Uh, phone rings. It's a girl calling for Tyler. This wasn't, for some reason, I thought it it's was. It's the same date. It's the date. It is, it the is right? Date. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. So what was her name? Kyla? Kayla? Keeler? 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 Keeler is not calling for Coop, though. Keeler is calling for Tyler, who goes off into Coop's bedroom to answer the phone. <laughs> right. Uh, Robin tells Coop that uh, she got a uh, a gift for him. She got him a gift. Yeah, yeah, she got him a gift. Being such a good uh, roommate and everything, he gets the gift. It's a bracelet. He loves it, and she's like, "Nope, actually, it's uh, it's for my man. I was just testing you out to see what your uh, natural reaction would be to the gift." I love this strategy. This is a great strategy. But uh, she said, I was just joking, this, uh, this bracelet's for him, but I did actually get you a gift too, here you go, and it's uh, it's a brand new clock radio, again, also another test, she's just tricking him over and over again, just to get his reaction, so, a bracelet, yeah. a clock radio, um, does she do it a couple more times, I can't remember. Uh, bracelet, clock, clock, there are like, I think she says she has, he figures out what's going on, and she just mentions and she says she's got things. a couple more she wants to go through, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Vanessa gets home at this point from work uh, after finishing all that work that she had to make up. Um, Coop tells her Tyler needs to go. And uh, while he's doing this, he's also eating cereal, which we find out quickly is not cereal. It's actually cat food, and he continues to eat it, pretending to like it. Yep. Uh, Vanessa says, okay, fine. I will give uh, give uh, Tyler's parents a call. I will tell them to come get him, and it'll actually work out fine because he will see how much they love and miss him, and he will want to go back, and everything will be fixed. Yeah, and then they cut to Tyler, who says that he is he's he comes like kind of out of Coop's room and says that he is ready to go. He's he's done. He's ready to go back. back yeah, home. yeah. So the next scene is uh, Tyler, all packed, ready to go home. The doorbell rings. It's Tyler's dad to pick him up, and uh, his dad tells him the family missed him. I mean, the plan looks like it's going perfectly, but then everyone starts giving this baby attention again. I mean, like his parents, like the roommates, and everyone. And uh, Tyler's getting upset. Yeah, because they're they're really making a point to kind of like gloss over Tyler to get to the baby, and then like Robin comes in with her. Uh, is this where? She... Yeah, right after this. Yeah, she Robin comes down from the date and she, like blows Tyler off for the baby, and she's more, more just... sad. Tyler here. Yeah. So uh, a little later, Robin. This is now Robin getting home from the date that she just went out on. Um, she's about to give this dude his gift, and as she's about to do it, it looks like she's gonna do the bracelet right. Uh, well, he says something really nice when they get home. So she goes to get the bracelet because that's she she's in a good mood. But then he starts talking about his ex-girlfriend after he yeah, gives he's like, it, she gives it to him. Right. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. But she's about oh, no, you're to. right. The first one she does. Yeah, I can't remember now. He's like, I think he, you're right. He starts he, talking about like, oh, this guy or this can't be last like year. Gift. My birthday was great with my ex. We went on a hot air balloon or something and did all this cool stuff. It was the most amazing gift ever. And then she's like, screw this gift. And like she goes and gets like. The clock radio or the clock something radio. like that. <laughs> right. And then like he keeps saying like nice things and like ex-girlfriend things and going back and forth. And she keeps like switching which gift that she's about to give him and ends up giving him a pack of meat from the fridge. This it is the gift. Basically kicks him out. too. Yeah. Um, gives him meat. She walks out. He's still in the kitchen for a second. Coop walks in and tells him... Um, the best thing you can do at this point, too, if you want to get her back, is just ignore her. And then he's like, oh, really? So, like, he leaves, and then, like, you can tell that it was just a trick that Coop was playing. He yeah. wanted to get rid of this guy, too, and uh, obviously that's going to work. Yeah, I think I think that this was not just, not that he wanted to get rid of her, but he was kind of being Helping. protective of her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, is this the last time we see him on the show, I'm, I'm assuming? I imagine I didn't. I guess I can find out real quick. All right, so but, this dude, he, he leaves. I imagine. And as he leaves, Tyler comes in and uh, we find out Coop asked him to come over. Like, he's like, oh, I wanted to hang out with you. He's like, he's trying to be a good, uh, a good friend, a good neighbor, hanging out with Tyler, getting uh, his mind off this whole baby thing. And uh, he's also got a, a, a guest at the house, too, which we see uh, in the other room is Mr. Cooper's sister. I didn't even know they had, that is. he had brothers and sisters. Yeah. Not only does he have a sister, he has six. He's got six. Um, and his whole thing is he real just quick. So, so this, this date, this guy, this is actually the same, supposed to be the same guy who she was on the date with in the Valentine's day episode. The, Oh, the one TV supposedly one. She did, she, yeah. The one that she couldn't date anymore because he was the lawyer who, who represented the toxic waste company. Uh, but he does come back. He will be back in another one more episode. So that's the one that was driving the car, right? Right. Okay. Right. Is it the same guy, really? I guess so. It's supposed to be, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's the same actor, and he has the same name in this and all three episodes that he's in. So okay. So um, where were we? So at? we meet we meet Mark's sister, and we find out Mark has had six sisters, and he's kind of just letting Tyler know what it's like to not be an only child. Yeah, he just wants to show they both are trying to show Tyler that uh, siblings can love each other, they can get along, and then like Coop's sister starts talking about like how she embarrassed him as a child and how him a hard time. Yeah. And then Tyler's like, Oh man, I'm the, I'm the oldest child in this family. I get to do that stuff too. I can boss her around and pick on her. And uh, now he's excited. So he leaves. Yeah, off. And his sister just of note is, is Marsha, um, Marsha Warfield, who is probably most famous for being one of the main characters in night court. So, uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I recognize yeah, her. She was Roz. Roz from night court. 
So Tyler leaves, leaving Coop and his sister alone. Um, and they start fighting like siblings, like arguing. And uh, he thanks her for helping. And uh, at this point, he confesses that he stole her diary as a kid at some point. They argue some more. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Just sibling yeah, arguing them, at the end. Yeah, them just giving each other a hard time. Uh, we do get a credit scene this time, with, which is kind of weird, too. With uh, Coop talking to his uncle, Ed, who is also played by Mark Curry. And they're just having a conversation, talking to each other, sitting in chairs across the room, using cool camera effects. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So that's the uh, first episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper that we watched this week. We did watch another one, season one, episode 18. The Unteachables is this episode, and it starts off, I thought we were getting a Mark Curry intro, but then it's like a Coop intro, and it was kind of a weird intro. Uh, I would say it's more of a Mark Curry intro. But it's not, because he's in character. Like, um, that's Yeah, but it's definitely breaking that fourth wall. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I guess you can do that as Mark Mark Cooper. but So sure. I, I wrote that's, down originally that's, that's that it was Mark Curry, but then I changed it to Cooper, and I, like he's introing the show, telling the audience uh, what the episode is about. And then um, you've got, uh, what, Tyler and a, and a dog come in? Is that what happens? Well, what he's, yeah, so, but he, but he, he, they come in because Cooper start, starts, like, snapping these people in and out. So he yeah. snaps it in, Tyler and the dog, which means, like, he snaps, they magically appear. Yeah, and um, it talks about, like, uh, helping watch this dog, I think, at this point, too. No. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Tyler has this dog, and he wants to he wants to keep the dog, but he's asking Mark if they can he can keep it at their house until he's able to convince his parents to let him have the dog. That's right, and he like uh keeps doing this finger snapping thing, making like the different characters in the show like appear and disappear, with mm-hmm. finally like the dog being the last one. Snaps his fingers, the dog's gone, but then the dog uh, breaks through the back door and comes back into the uh, kitchen. Right. So this is like, this does set up this episode though, right? It does. It does. Yes. Yeah. So theme song, we come back. We're at the school right now is where we're starting off. We're in the teacher's lounge um, and the teachers are uh, all talking about different things. Coop comes in. He's wearing a suit. We find out that he is uh, subbing for a history class today. And Which is weird. Is, is it, it's weird to me that he's subbing for a class when he has a full-time job teaching and, and Jim, which is kind of what Ricketts brings up. Yeah, but. they kind of mention it right here, too. Like, as he's... Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but... Um, it doesn't. That's what he's going to be doing. Um, he's subbing a history class, and apparently it's the bad history class, which uh, we learn here from the other history teacher who does the advanced history class as we get our discipline. So are you saying that the kids are bad? They're not bad, really. Just spawn of the devil. <laughs> okay. So that kind of sets up uh, what this class is all about. But Coop is not <laughs> not worried. Did this other all. teacher look familiar to you at all? Oh, did he? I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. Um, he's the he's the guy that was the waiter like two episodes ago that I was trying to tell was trying to figure out how many different uh, TGIF episodes he's been in. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the waiter at the restaurant on the on the Valentine's Day episode. So, yeah, this uh, waiter teacher is also the teacher who's teaching the uh, advanced history class. And uh, he's the one telling Mark how bad this at his classes that he's subbing. And at this point, we get a, uh, a little challenge where Mark thinks that he can turn around his class, make them as good as this advanced history class, and wants to challenge them in a little history competition, class versus class. Yeah, they put a friendly little amount of a dollar on the wager. Yeah, just a dollar. And, uh, they let Robin be the, the moderator, the quiz master, the quiz creating master. the questions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mark's like, give me a week. That's all I need. I'll get them to where they need to be to beat your class. Yeah, that's a big ask. So Mark goes off into his class, um, and some of the regulars are there. I think you see like Irvin and Andre and that that brunette girl that pops in and out. I still don't know her name. Yeah, she was in like one or two episodes early on. Yeah. Um, no Isaac, though. He's not in this class, obviously. Um, but uh, he tells them about the challenge that's going to happen, and the whole class is doubting themselves. They don't think they have any chance. They know that they're the bad class, and... Uh, he tries to make things interesting. Like, they don't even want to be in the class at all, right? No, but, I mean, honestly, 
they're not as bad as they could be. You know, I've, this isn't like uh, Dangerous Minds type yeah. class. This is more of just like un uninterested. They'll sit there and be polite. They're listening. They're like the word, they do want to try to walk out. That's about the, as bad as they get. Like yeah. they want to all just leave. Yeah. But uh, they sit around, they listen, and uh, I think Coop even mentions like uh, he's got some uh, Coach Rickett history stories that he can tie into things. Well, that's how he kind of starts to bring him in is to let him know that like Coach Ricketts, who they know, was part of Vietnam and had you know here is the stories that led up to it, and somehow he gets all the way back to like the re- the Revolutionary War within like two steps. It's pretty it's pretty quick. Yeah. So we go back to the house. Tyler is ready to take Dino for a walk. This is the dog that we saw in the intro. Tyler's watching it to try to get his parents to let him keep it, and. Uh, Vanessa has already taken this dog for a walk. So we kind of see here that Vanessa really likes this dog a lot too. Well, we'd very much see that she is, she has become very attached to the dog. She put bows in his hair. Um, Tyler hates it. Tyler definitely hates it. And uh, Tyler tells Vanessa, this is his dog. It's his idea. Or like he gets to make the decisions and uh, she's still kind of doing her own thing. But Coop gets home and he is looking for some hints to some of these questions from Robin because we know Robin's writing all the questions and he's doing what he can to get a little advantage. He's like, I don't need the, I don't need the questions. Just let me know kind of themes. And he starts kind of trying to play some word association to see what he can get out of her. And she's, she's standing strong. She's not giving in. Yeah, she encourages him just to uh, try his best. Don't cheat. That you can't, you can't win if you cheat. But he, and he also, she also makes the point, like, you know, you said that you have faith in these kids. And so put faith in these kids and 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 see if you can get them to be where they need to be. Yeah. So we go to a scene after this where uh, Coop is trying to uh, train his class, like get them ready for this competition. But no one wants to answer questions because they don't want to compete. They The way he's doing it is like whoever answers the most questions, right, you're going to be on the team. And uh, I think, is it Andre is the only one that's answering or someone else or... Andre does, yeah, Andre does answer. Yeah, Andre's got like five points and no one else has any points. So it looks like Andre's going to be on the team. And then he's like giving away free points if people just like say anything out loud. He's like, all right, that's one point for you. So he's trying to make this team because no one wants to compete. And then um, we discover that Irvin is actually really smart, at least with history, real smart. He's a savant. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to history, we know that he seems to be uh, extremely knowledgeable. Yeah, but uh, he doesn't really want anyone to know that he's smart. Like he does. I think he does answer something in front of the class, but he tries to blow it off. And then after the class, we find out that uh, he just uh, he doesn't want people to know he's smart because he doesn't think uh, people will think he's cool if he's smart. Yeah, it's that whole, if I'm, you know, I don't want to look like a nerd thing. That's definitely what he's going for. So I think at this point, too, Coop and Irvin go out in the hallway where the other teacher comes out as well and uh, shows off their secret weapon, which, because he's not in that class, it's Isaac. Isaac's in the advanced history class, and he is the secret weapon to uh, winning for the other team. Yep, and they start kind of having a little battle, like, right there in the hall, Tyler and Irvin. Yeah, but uh, Irvin also mentions here he's not competing. He's not doing this thing. It's not something that he wants to do. He doesn't want to look uh, not cool, and uh, he's not. But before he's not that, be part of it. Before that, uh, Coop and the other teacher raised the bet to a hundred dollars, well, and they then do. Irvin says, "I'm not competing." Yeah, good timing right there, right for for Irvin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so we go back to the house, uh, back to this Dino story, the dog. Uh, Dino's eating Robin's shoe. Uh, Vanessa tries to pull it away, but ends up getting in a little tug-of-war match with Dino, and uh, Robin walks in right as they're doing that. She gets mad. Tyler comes over, and uh, he tells them that his parents have said no to the dog. But then he cried, and they caved in, and then they're going to let him Exactly. Exactly. So he's keeping the dog. Uh, Vanessa's upset. She really liked Dino a lot, which we can tell throughout the episode. Um, Dino really likes her, too. Like, Dino doesn't seem like Dino wants to leave. Like, goes over and, like, gets real close to uh, to Robin or to Vanessa. He's, he's grown attached. Yeah. And uh, Tyler leaves without Dino. Looking real sad. Or does Tyler. He take, he's having a rough couple Did he take Dino? I can't remember if he took Dino here or not. No, not, not right now, no. 
So at this point, too, uh, Coop and the students that are going to be on this uh, history competition team, they all get over to the house, and uh, they're trying to butter up Robin to get her to give them some answers. But it's not going to happen. No, she she is not giving in. Um, so they start practicing, and um, none of them are doing very great. Uh, Irvin's not there, right? Not, not at first. No, Irvin... No, not at first. Yeah. So the three or four people that they have there working on this team, they're not, they don't know the answers. They're not getting anything right. They feel overworked. They're ready to quit completely. But then Irvin shows up. He's going to do it. He's going to be part of this team. Yep. He's ready. He's ready to, to throw it down. So that's where we go next. We go right to this, uh, this challenge competition. Coop's trying to pump up his team. Uh, competition starts and Irvin is getting them all right. They do. They just go through like a couple of them and he's answering everything. Well, I like the first one. He buzzes in before she even asks a question and she's like, I haven't even asked a question. He's like, I'll know it. Don't worry. And she has a question and he answers it. So they skip ahead like 50 questions later. The score is 21 to 25. Uh, Coop's team is winning right now. And uh, I don't know why I wrote Coop gets loud and Robin calls for a break. Oh, there was. Oh a, yeah, Coop um, keeps like like jumping in the middle of things, like showing off right in front of the other teacher, like and just like yeah. being real loud, like with like, oh yeah, my team's gonna win, kind of stuff. And uh, they take a break exactly. where the score's twenty one to twenty five, and I think Coop even like flips it to twenty seven or something. I forget why he's like, oh, they're gonna get it right anyways or something like that. Right, and then when they take the break, that's when the rest of the team decides that they're done. They're walking out. They're just like not feeling it because they're not. Irvin basically isn't is answering all the questions, so they don't even need to be there. Yeah, they say they feel dumb. They don't feel part of the team. And um, Coop tells Irvin, "Look, we got to get these guys back on here. Um, let's let's let them try. I know I told you to answer all these questions. I know I said I wanted to win, but I really want the team to feel like they're part of the team too. So don't answer any more questions. Let them try." And the competition resumes. Um, and yes. they start answering, too. Uh, the score is now 36 to 36 as we skip ahead a little bit. And we're down to the final tie-breaking question. The category is presidents. Coop wants his team to answer. But the team wants to win. They're this close. And he tells Irvin that he can answer this final question. So we go to he the does. final question. Um, and what do you know? I think uh, Isaac buzzes in first, right? Isaac does buzz in first, correct? Isaac buzzes. Do you know what the name? What the question was? It was like which what presidents uh, were bachelors? Which president were bachelors? Uh, so Isaac buzzes. I would argue in. with the the answer here, but, but you know whatever. Isaac buzzes in. He gives one correct answer, but apparently there was more than one. And then uh, one of the other guys, I don't remember who it was. I don't even know if we know his name. Lewis. Lewis, who is. Arguably one of the worst performers in the class. Oh, like academics wise, you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not like acting wise in like no, the no. show. No, he's okay. a perfectly fine, you know, teenage actor. Lewis buzzes in. He gives the final answer. They're correct and they win the challenge. Lewis, not Urban. Because the thing too is. Irving goes to buzz in and Lewis beats him on the buzz and then answers it correctly. Yeah, he got it right. Um, everyone celebrates. They've won. And that's where the episode ends off. Them being the champions. That's it. Uh, we do get a credit scene here with uh, Vanessa talking to Dino, telling him goodbye and to go with Tyler. And uh, s- apparently he she taught Dino French too and she's talking to him in French. <laughs> she did. She did. So that's it for Coop this week. We then go into Perfect Strangers, Season 1, Episode 14. We just had a quiz episode. Let's have another one. This one's called The Baby Quiz, and it starts off. We got a theme song. We're at the house. Uh, Marianne's cooking. Balky is excited because the mailman is almost there. They get the mail. They find out they've got letters from the Baby Quiz television show. Marianne and Balky have not only applied for themselves but they have also applied for larry and jennifer and they all got their letters to find out if they're going to be on the show yeah that's cool and we find out that they filled out like hundreds of applications to try to get yeah i don't know if they say the number right here but 800 applications they filled out so jennifer opens up hers first her and uh and larry have gotten on the show marianne opens hers 
and somehow Marion and Balky have been rejected. They are not going to be on the uh, show. Someone did not do a good job of vetting right there because clearly it would the opposite way would have been better for television. Yeah, so uh, they're very upset. Um, and they kind of like fakely congratulate Larry and Jennifer for being selected on the show when obviously they wanted to be on the show even more. And Larry's like, we're not going on the show. There's no reason to go on here. We don't want to win. Um, Jennifer kind of wants to do it, though. She's like, oh, let's do it. And Larry suggests that Balky just take their letter, just pretend to be them. You guys go on the show. And uh, Balky at this point mentions the uh, college scholarship prize that is part of the show. And now Larry is all gung-ho. He is all about it. He is He wants <laughs> anything with back. money. He's back on the show now. Yeah. He's ready to go. He's ready. He's like, that was, um, we'll be going on the show. Sorry about that, bud. So we skip ahead some um, to Jennifer and Larry on the couch. They are uh, going to do a little practice round with Marianne and Balky, putting them through a little uh, mock game show episode. Balky's the host, and uh, they start quizzing them on this uh, fake game show practice round. First, yep. And of course, Larry is awful at this game. He, yeah. he knows nothing about Jennifer. Yeah, so it's like one of those deals where one of, like, uh, what is it, Love Connection, that they usually do this, where, like, they... Yeah, sure. They don't let Well, uh, the, the, the men newlywed, It's more like newlywed game. Okay. So they don't let um, the men listen to the women's answers. The, women's, the women give their answers to the questions. Then they bring the men back. They take their headphones off. And then the men try to answer the questions the same way that the women did. So exactly. the first question that they asked was... Um, what part of your body hurts the worst? Is it the upper half or is it the lower half? And Jennifer says, uh, the lower half, because my feet are swollen and I can't get up and all this stuff. So they should have the legs cramps in her legs and stuff. Yeah, they take the headphones off of Larry. Larry says the upper half because you always have headaches. She get, uh, He gets it wrong, obviously. And Jennifer gets upset. Feels like Larry doesn't know anything about her. And, and I mean, this is just typical... Perfect strangers right here. Yep. And then we go right to the actual show, right from there. Um, we see the set. We see um, Jennifer. She's uh, mentioning that uh, they didn't get any of the questions right in practice. She doesn't think they have any chance to win. Uh, the host comes over, introduces uh, himself to both teams. Well, not both teams because uh, only one of them is a team. But uh, Balky and Marianne are there, too. They're going to sit in the audience. And uh, we find out from one of the like assistants on the show that comes over and says, hey, host, man, we got a problem. The other team. Uh, well, before this happens, Balky is like professing his love for this host and how much he loves him and how much he, he you know, wishes he could have been on the show. Him. But yeah. And so and then the, the assistant comes over and tells them the news. Hey, the other couple, couple uh, went into labor. We need to find another team. So Larry's like, oh. Well, if uh, the other team's not here, I guess we win by forfeit. He's like, oh, no, we just pick a random pe random people out of the audience. This happens <laughs> right? all the time. Yeah, there's no price on it. It must be free. And what do you know? They pick Balky and Marianne to be on the show, and we've got our round set up. It's going to be Larry and Jennifer versus Balky and Marianne to see who wins this college scholarship. It's on. It's on. Yeah, the episode starts immediately. Both couples are sitting in like giant strollers and they send uh, the guys off to the uh, soundproof chamber first as the women answer their questions. Um, and the first question to the women is, how much weight have you gained? And then we find out real quickly, this episode is not about the women at all. It is only about Larry and Balky as there are no more <laughs> questions answered. The rest of the episode is just talking about or just showing Larry and Balky in this soundproof chamber for the entire episode. Just being goofy, too. Like, there's really, like, no content whatsoever. Balky, for whatever reason, freaks out over the lights in the studio. and What side he's sitting they on. Sit, yeah, they sit in these chairs. He freaks out over the chairs. There's a little bit of, I guess, content right here. Because then, as they're sitting in these chairs, he finds uh, some words scrawled onto the bottom of Larry's shoes. 
Yeah. Um, they do show real quick, too, before that, like, Jennifer is trying to answer the questions the way that he thinks, that she thinks Larry might answer them. Like, they ask her, what animal best describes you during your pregnancy? And she's like, I don't know. He'll probably say a whale, which is probably what he would I say. I don't think... I don't think that that I think that she is just not having fun and she's just like kind of miserable. Oh, you don't think she's her. trying to win? Like, you don't think this was written on I the th- bottom I, of the shoe or are, like she just like. No, I don't think they, these are the answers that she's giving because she thinks Larry will give them. I think that this this is how she's been throughout this pregnancy. We've seen it. And she's kind of depressed. She's kind of like really miserable. And she's like, ah, I mean, I feel like a whale. Like she said it before. Like, I feel like whale is exactly like what Larry would say, though, if he was uh, trying to say she's what- called herself a whale before on a previous episode. Yeah, so they're back. We're back in the chamber now. They're still fighting over like chairs and everything. And uh, you said there was oh the words in the bottom of the shoe, right? Like, uh, yeah. Larry goes to put up uh, his foot, like cross his legs or whatever. And Balky's like, "What's that written on the bottom of your shoe?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing." And he like switches feet, and he's like, "They he's Balky makes a joke like it, now it says like a uh, little man store or something." He's like, "Oh no no not that." And he's like, that's just my uh, my shopping list is what I put on, or Christmas <laughs> list I put on the bottom of my shoe. He's like, no, it's not. That's the answers. You're cheating. And uh, then they start, well, he, well, he, he uh, Larry says, well, what happened was I pretended I was going to write a, a story on the show. I called in and they gave me 150 questions, like uh, possible questions to uh, use for my story. And he took all the questions and answers and just wrote them on the bottom of his feet. Yep, and Balky is kind of like flipping him all around in this little tiny cube to see the bottom of his feet. He's got him upside down reading the the bottom of his shoe. Yeah, and then um, Larry starts to try to make Balky feel bad about uh, not being able to get his child into college because he doesn't win this scholarship. And then Balky just straight up calls him out like, you've been doing the same thing to me for six years. And then... uh, this is when they really get into scrappy mode and they're flipping each other all over the place. Yep. yep, yep. And, and Balky's like, you got to be honest. You can't do this. This is wrong. Blah, blah, you know. Yep. Honestly, so he... right after that scene, I think we end the scene with uh, them upside down in the chamber and we go right into the next scene where everyone is getting home from this game show. And we see right away Balky and Marianne have on champion t-shirts they come in dancing. They're celebrating. They're so happy that they won this competition. And uh, we find out that, the well, part of the reason why they won was because uh, what they kicked out Larry, right? Right. So they caught Larry and they disqualified them. The, the show did. And so they um, they got another couple and, Larry, and Balky and Marianne ended up beating the other couple. Yeah, so they're the champions. Um, we find out, too, that uh, at some point they flipped over the entire chamber and they had to use the jaws of life to get Larry and Balky out of out of there, which is pretty <laughs> That's good. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So the women go off for a little snack. Uh, Larry and Balky are left talking in the living room. And uh, Larry, or Balky tells Larry, I did talked them into giving you the parting gift. Like, uh, even though you didn't win the scholarship, they did, I did get you another prize. So he gets it and it is the baby quiz home version. And, uh, this does not make Larry very happy. He smashes a vase over Balky's head and that's the end (laughs) of the episode. That's it. And like we've been having the rest of the season, we've got these, uh, extended outtakes. So this is one of, uh, where Balky was the host, right, of the game show when they were practicing inside. And uh, it's almost the exact same scene, except they add a little bit onto the end that they cut off with uh, Balky talking about he does like, flesh-colored like hiney hose yeah. or something. And that's it. Yeah, he does like a little commercial. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's our episodes this week. We watched three of them. We like to rank them at this point in the episode. I feel like I've changed mine after talking about them. So you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, go for it. I'm going to do Perfect Strangers at three. The first 
Cooper at two and the second Cooper at one. So the quiz Cooper at number one. Yeah. So I've got quiz Cooper at one as well. I've got the other two switched. I've got perfect strangers at two and I've got the other Cooper at uh, at three. So pretty close. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was, uh, again, it was kind of a, a midweek. Yeah. What do we got coming up on the show uh, next week, Travis? So I'm throwing a little bit of a curveball. Oh, okay. Gonna, gonna move a little couple things. I moved some stuff around. We, you know, we were hoping to try to get some interviews this summer, but I think people are busy. Well, people are busy, but also the now that everybody's on strike, they like technically can't do interviews about DJF shows. Okay, uh, it's part of the whole strike thing. Um, so I, I moved some stuff around to kind of give us some more time this this summer. So next week we're. The the last two episodes of Perfect Strangers, episodes five and six, actually aired back to back on the same week. Um, so we're going to skip Cooper next week. No Hang Mr. Cooper. We're going to do two episodes, Perfect Strangers, season eight, episode five, Perfect Strangers, season eight, episode six. Um, and then we'll get back to Cooper after that. So that's that's it for Perfect Strangers? Those are the last two episodes that's of it. the show? That's it. It's done. Those oh, are the last man. two, last two period. Done. We're going to get some babies in the next two episodes? I would assume so, baby. right? At least one. I hope. I, hope, I mean... Two would make it maybe a little uncomfortable because Marianne is what two months behind Jennifer, so we might get into some like really uncomfortable, like neonatal. Like you they know. could they could skip some time. It's like four months later like, or whatever. Well, they, could. The other baby. they could. They could. We'll see. All right. Well, I'm um, kind of excited for this. I want to see how it all closes out. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll we see. don't always get endings to our shows that we watch. A lot of times they just get well, canceled. and it's funny. I mean, there's very few shows actually on TGIF that you that, that stay on TGIF through their last season. So, That's true too. And especially yeah. stay stay through until their last season, and then have a like proper season finale, like series finale, right? Like some of them just get canceled and they, they don't get an end. Yeah, I mean, this show stuff. almost didn't finish on uh, on Friday nights. Yeah, yeah no, it, it went it bounced back and forth uh, last season. So, I mean, they only gave it six episodes during the summer to close it out, you know, which is, which is interesting. You don't see that a lot. I feel like this is truly a, okay, they've been on long enough. Let's give them six episodes to wrap it up and then we'll call it a day. Yeah, not even so. during sweeps. They don't even trust it for like putting it on the fall. No, no. No. All right, so I'm excited. We'll do that next week. Uh, thanks again to Abina for the theme song. Yeah, thanks, Abina. Thanks again. Appreciate it. TGIFcast at gmail.com if you want to uh, send in your own version at TGIFcast on all social media. And we will be back next week with the final two episodes of Perfect Strangers. I'm looking forward to it. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. Podcast.